then was pinning all down in my notebook. Just a lot of verses, me learning how not to curse was like learning to write in cursive. She's still flirting with me, even though we up in church. And I'm fighting to memorize all these verses up in the word. You would have never seen it coming. A couple months ago, I'm getting high with my cousin. And fast forward, never round campus, I can buzz it. Not really, but it felt like that. It felt like rap was just another passion. Never thought I'd be at the Grammys talking about my fashion. Good morning. Good morning. All right, come on, come on. Let's get settled in. Let's press in. Let's get excited about the word. Somebody brought me preaching hankies today. Praise God. That's all good. <laughs> I got three of them. So I could go for an hour each at least on each one. Praise God. All right, we ready? We excited this morning? All right, can we please stand for the reading of the word this morning? Can we just stand and have some reverence as we listen to the word of God? Come on. First Timothy, chapter 4. The word of the Lord. The Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such right, say, say, that, say that one more time. I'm sorry. 1 Timothy chapter 4, <laughs> verse 1. The Spirit clearly says yeah. that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits mm. and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. Yes. Verse 6. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, and you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Mm, give me seven again. Verse 7, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Verse 15. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you. You may be seated. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your encouragement, for your admonition. Father, we thank you that your word is alive and active and it cuts through the nonsense and gets right at the core of our being. Father, I ask that this morning, God, that you would allow your word to cut through us, that it would plant seed in us, that it would grow Change us, transform us, and make us the light that you've called us to be. The salt of the earth, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. 
I'm going to get right into it. I got a lot, and, and, and I don't, I don't want to cut anything short. Paul is teaching in this, in this passage, Paul is teaching Timothy here, and he's preparing him as Timothy is, leads and, and ministers, and as he's a pastor, he's preparing him to lead people in a society that is, and I'm going to teach you four words. You, you may know them already. they just give you the definitions there he's teaching he's leading people in a society that is one polytheistic bam they believe in many gods so there's there's people in this society in this place that believe in many gods there's people that are agnostic and that means i don't know if there is a god or not or i don't know if i believe or not that's an agnostics there's pantheistic and that means those are people that believe the the you know mother nature is god and the universe is god thank you beautiful that's my daughter they're pantheistic so they believe the universe is god or they're atheistic they don't believe in the existence of god that's the culture that he's ministering in that's that's those are the people that are surrounding him it sounds a lot like a familiar culture doesn't it does it sound like maybe we're home right and so he tells timothy listen people are gonna fall away and this is so, I'm so amped about this because we, we really have to get, get fired up about this. People are going to fall away. They're going to believe things taught by demons and by deceiving spirits. Does that kind of get under your skin? Has anybody been under? Yeah, yeah, ever, anybody ever come out of that where you've been under? You believe things taught by deceiving spirits? You believe doctrines of demons? Listen, I'm, I'm coming to you from an ex-espiritista. An ex-spirit medium that used to work the table at 18 years old. Okay, so I know about being deceived by, by, by and I'm going to get into that later. We're going to expose some things. See, what we're going to do today, we're going to shine a light on some stuff. We're going to shine a light and, 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 and listen, excuse me right now, forgive me. Well, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. He tells Timothy, people are going to fall away. You be a good minister. And point these things out. I love that. Be a good minister and point. I was so encouraged when God brought this scripture to me this week. Because I've been reflecting about everything I've gone through and and preparing to to bring it to you. And I've been studying this week. I've been taking online classes of world religions. I've just been kind of filling myself up with with all of this in the last two weeks. And, 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 you know, all these things. And, and, And I realized that the more that I would expose here today the more I would risk offending people. I realized that that the more I I, I talked about today, the more chance, the more risk I'd be taking that some of you will not like me after today. Some of you will not like coming here anymore. I can say that because it's happened already. (laughs) And, and so, you know, I, I, I realize some people might get angry. And, and if you know me, that wasn't going to stop me. But, but this word encouraged my spirit. Paul said, be a good minister. You'll be a good minister if you point these things out. Because church, listen, don't get me wrong. I want to be your friend. I want you to like me. I want to be liked like anybody else. Does anybody here does not want to be liked? That's, you don't want to be liked? No, you want to be liked. You know, we love you. That's why. So, you know, we all, I I enjoy, I, I want you to enjoy being here. I enjoy being here. But more than that, 
more than you liking me, more than you talking nicely about me behind my back. I want to hear the well done of my God. Amen? I want to hear the well done. I want at the end of the day, at the end of my life, whenever that is, I don't want to hear, oh, there were hundreds of people. Oh, he had a church of this. Oh, a church of thousands. I'm, I'm, I'm prophesying now. Uh, you know, he, oh, uh, um, this and that. Oh, he's such a well-liked pat. No, I want to hear the well done of my God. Amen? So let me warn you this morning. For the last couple of weeks in this series, we've been working on getting us built up in our faith. We've been talking about this I know moments. I want us to, to focus on those this I know moments because in this world, they're gonna, you're going to have trouble. Amen? In this world, you're going to have struggle. And sometimes all we have to hold on to is the one this I know moment that we had with God. Sometimes we get so confused and we get so discouraged and we get so depressed and the only thing that we have is the, wait, 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 wait. I remember one time I was this and God got me out of that. So, so, so I might not know this. I might not understand why I'm going through this. I don't know why this person died. I don't know why this person left. I don't know why this happened, but this I know. Amen. And so, so what we've been getting into, this might be a new term for some of you, is apologetics. We're, getting, we're going to become theology majors up in here, amen? Yeah, this coming from the guy that never went to college. Praise God. Come on. Apologetics means it's to give a reason or a defense. It's to be able to stand and give a reason or a defense for the things that you believe in. So we've been exploring what we believe and why, the how, and the what. If you missed last week, get it online. Last week, we kind of like tore it up, Christianity. We looked at Christianity from an ugly side, and we said, you know, what's crazy about this? Why should we believe this? Why should we read the Bible? Why should we believe anything it says in the Bible? If you missed that, get that message online, amen? So what we're doing today now, regarding what Paul calls deceiving spirits and things taught by demons, let me let you know, I'm going in there like swimwear this morning. Amen? So here are the questions we need to ask ourselves. Are all religions paths to God? <coughs> Do all religions contain truth? Are all religions demonically inspired? Are all religions just man-made rules to control and exploit? Are they all of the above? Anybody ever ask yourself these questions? You know, it's okay to question. We're Christians, it's okay to question. Is that all right? You might have been taught that some differently in some other church or wherever you came from. You can't question God. We, know, we, we need to question things. That's how we learn things. Amen? When, when somebody tells you, you can't ask any questions, just take it and believe you're in a cult, you should run. Amen? You should run, including me. If I told you that, you should get, out, get up out of here. Because you should always question things. We're not talking about questioning authority. We're not talking about being rude, about causing division. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about, wait, you said this. I, I need to understand this. And, and God, I, God, I don't understand this. And, and so studying, and, and, and that's a good thing. That's a healthy thing. That's, that's what, what, what healthy Christians do. Amen? Okay. So, see, when, when I see Oprah, oh, yeah, yeah. When I see Oprah start having life classes for the world, 
And then when I see big name preachers that, that I respect and that I love and that it's like TDJ, yeah, I'm dropping names today, I'm going all in, amen? Because I'm angry about this. When I see, when I see big name Pat, like T.D. Jakes, partnering with her and showing a partnership and even bringing her to his conference, I want to shout, what in the hell is going on? What's going on? Because listen, you can, and, and you can go to YouTube. YouTube is like a great research for, for you guys. You can go to YouTube and find out everything that I'm saying, okay? <clears throat> you can YouTube Oprah. And find a bunch of interviews where she says, I'm a Christian. Oh, thank God, right? Now we could relief. We could be relieved. She says she's a Christian. We can believe anything she says. You can keep YouTubing and you'll find out how many times she's now said, but there are many ways to God. This woman has more money than the president and, and, and has a bigger audience and following probably than the president. And, and, and so what she says, people receive and people take in. And she's telling hundreds and millions, and God knows what the span is, that there are many ways to God. Now she is part of a new age movement called a new earth. She's following this little weird looking hobbit dude named Eckhart Tolle, who, who wrote this book. I fight him. I don't care. He's a, he's a little guy. Um... <laughs> he wrote this book called The New Earth and, and, and people are flocking because now, you know, if Oprah puts it on her list, everybody got to get it, right? So, and so everybody's following this, this New Earth and the whole deal, just to give you a quick thing, it's, it's a mix of New Age and Hinduism combined where nothing is real, everything is consciousness. Everything. He says that now at this point, we, the human race has evolved to a level where we can achieve greater consciousness and awareness. She got, he got Oprah to believe and to profess to say, she says this, you can YouTube it, the cross of Christ wasn't about paying for our sins. She says, I used to believe that way too. The cross of Christ was so that we can achieve Christ consciousness. Somebody want to explain that to me? <laughs> well, what is that? How, how come like educated, smart people believe stuff like that? Right? So, so she says, she says, you can't hang on. This broke my heart. She says, you can't hang on to that old wooden cross. You, yeah, that hurt. That's good. I'm glad. You have to be awakened. Y'all keep watching life classes if you want to. That's on you from now on. Amen? She says, with so many millions of people, Jesus can't be the only way. Now, John 14 says, Jesus said, so either he's a lunatic, a liar, or he's Lord. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So let's make that clear this morning. No one comes to the Father. You want the Hebrew transliteration for that? No one means nadie. No one. 
I'll give it to you, Puerto Rican, Mexican, Dominican. No, not yet. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I love the picture that Jesus gives. Jesus is so good. He's such an awesome storyteller. He gives, he gives pictures, illustrations that we could get a good idea, right? He says in John 10, he says, I'm the gate. Look at it this way. I am the gate. And whoever enters through me will be saved. And then, this is beautiful, watch this. In John 10, 1, he says, The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, who climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The title this week and next week in this This I Know series is to catch a thief. (laughs) We're going to catch a thief. I want us to be so trained and so equipped and so full of the Word of God and the Spirit of God that we can follow the sign that we see on the trains and the buses. If you see something, say something. Amen? I want that to be different in your minds right now. If you see something, say something. If somebody's preaching another gospel, say something. If somebody's following a crazy way, say something. Don't just stand there and watch, watch your, your friends and your family go to this new age crap and go to this nonsense. If you see something, say something. Amen? Okay. Praise God. Let's calm down. Because I only got one hanky up here. I've given you a couple of verses to take in during this series. A couple of verses that I want you to kind of hold on. I want them to become part of you. I want them to become bullets in your guns, uh, you know, arrows in your, in your, in your quiver. I want, I want you to have these tools. One of them was John 10.10. 10. The enemy, you need to know this, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that I might have life and have it to the fullest. Amen. I gave you a, another one last week, Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. I, wonder, I, didn't, I didn't get to try this. I wonder if this will work. Yeah, yeah. Look at the, look at the, look around at you. They got lights on them. Look at them, look at them. Look at them. Look around, maybe just these guys in the front here. They're lights, right? You're the light of the world. I want you to walk around the world thinking that way. Looking around and saying, oh, 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 I forgot. I shine something different. Amen. You are the light of the world, so stop hiding. Stop hiding. Revelations 12, 11. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we said. How do we overcome him? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen. So I want to add another verse this morning because I really feel it's a critical one in this day and age and everything that I'm talking about that we're going through. And it's 1 Peter 3.15. This is another one I want you to hold on to. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Do this with gentleness and respect. Don't be that Christian. (laughs) don't be that Christian that everybody around you knows that you're about to point out something stupid that they're doing you know what I'm saying that that everyone around you they you know they open up uh, the sports illustrator you know that's demonic right (laughs) you know that's of the devil right you're you're drinking an energy drink monster energy drink oh you know those little symbols of sixes and that means three sixes so you're drinking Satan juice right now You, you, you know that right you do know that I'm just saying you do know that right Don't be that Christian, amen? 
I, I, I love the picture, you know, be a light and be a reason. The, the Lord says he's a light unto our path, a light unto our feet, right, a lamp. So, so don't ever shine a light in somebody's face. I'm sorry, bro. Don't, don't shine a light in somebody's face. When you want to shine a light, point it at their feet so that they can see where they're going. So that they can see. This is how you shine a light to people. You, you show them where they're at and show them where they're going. And that's how you be a light. Amen? You, you point it up so that there's light around you. So that you bring dark, you know, so that you dispel the darkness. But, but don't put it in somebody's face. Amen? Don't be that Christian. All right, let's move on. Amen. We're doing some teaching this morning, and, and so this might be a little different. But the Word of God tells us that we should always be ready to make a defense for the hope that is in you. In this world, listen, we wrestle with such a volume of voices that are shouting at, at each other from every side. I said last week our, our, our society is so abundant with religions that people have a hard time seeing God. We have so much religion that we have no God. Tell me if this is your experience. We have Jehovah Witnesses on your door Saturday morning. And they're telling me they're Christians. We have the Mormons all over TV with these amazing family commercials. The Mormons have the best commercials. In the 1990s, they spent $100 million in advertising. $100 million in advertising to give you that picture that it, we're about family. We're about Jesus. We're Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, 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 they, and they paint this picture, and we see them. We even had a, a presidential candidate who was a Mormon. And so that came to light, right? And so we have the Mormons telling us, and they say that they're Christians. We have the Catholics all over TV right now with their new pope who's scoring points everywhere because with his charismatic ways and he's bringing change to the Catholics who, by the way, they say they're Christians. So the Jehovah Witnesses are Christians, the Mormons are Christians, and the Catholics are Christians. Thank God we're all good, amen? It's all gravy. Now, in the news also, we get the nation of Islam. The Muslims are making news every day for one reason or another. And we, we see them all around our community here. And we see their dedication. We see their devotion to their God, Allah, who they call Allah. And we see them gathering a few times a day to pray. They stop their lives a few times a day and they find the house of prayer and they go and they pray. And, 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 you know, and, and while they believe and acknowledge Jesus, they teach that Jesus was a prophet. They teach that we should definitely see him as such, but they don't call themselves Christians. They're the only ones there. Because they believe in the prophet Muhammad. Muhammad. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all just get along? Right? Wouldn't it be nice if, if, you know, we can just accept this tolerance that the world is teaching now? Coexist. Have tolerance. Everybody's good. We all have. Well, maybe in, in, in Osteen land and Oprahville, that's all gravy. We're all good because, you know, there's many ways to God. She says, you can call him Allah, some call him the sun, some call him the light. You can call him Jesus, but he's the same God. And now we have some other well-known and very well-liked TV pastors afraid to take a stance on Jesus is the only way, like the word says. And so they're dancing around with their positive quotes and positive thinking. Just have a great time. Just believe everything is great. Smile, be positive. 
It's no wonder that the world is still searching for truth. And they're looking for it in Scientology and in New Age. And, and they're meeting with spiritists. And we got Long Island mediums on TV. And, and, and the world is looking for truth everywhere because, because the people that have the truth aren't shining. And they're afraid to stand and, 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 and be not liked. Or, so, so family, what is the truth? Where is the truth? Last week, my wife and I were at a restaurant. We like to do a date night once or twice a week, sometimes three, praise God. <laughs> Our kids are big now. They're out the house. We only got one at home, you know. We get to hang now. We were at a restaurant, and my wife, this guy passed us as he was leaving. My wife said, did you see his T-shirt? And I said, no, what happened? His T-shirt said Antichrist across the front, and the T was an upside-down cross. And, I mean, that kind of took us aback, you know, when somebody just boldly antichrist with an upside-down cross, you know. And, and so we started thinking about that, and we were thinking, man, that's pretty serious. Because at least an atheist can say, well, I don't believe in God. This guy is saying, with his T-shirt, he's making a powerful statement that we in many ways make with our actions and with our decisions. He's saying, I believe in God, because it would be stupid to wear the shirt, right? that I'm anti-God if I didn't believe in God. So he believes in God. It's a statement. It's a Christian t-shirt almost. It's a statement. It's saying, I believe in God. It is a Christian t-shirt. Think about that. The t-shirt is saying, I do believe in God. I just don't stand with him. I do believe in God. I just stand against him. I do believe in the Christ. I do believe there's a Christ. I just don't care about his plan for my life. And I can't help to think that he is the only honest one out of this whole list. Because at least he's telling us exactly what he believes. There's no smoke screens. There's, no, there's nothing that we have to expose. He's saying, I, there's a Christ. I believe him. I don't follow him. I wonder how many of these religions played a part in leading that young man to be so against God. See, the goal of the thief... The goal of the enemy, the sum of all these things is that young man wearing a t-shirt that declares there is a Christ, there is a Messiah, but I stand against him. And so I want you to see right now, we're going to jump in, how the thief comes to steal and destroy. Before we do that, how do we overcome him? By what? The blood. You guys been here this week? Or you been here a couple weeks? How do we overcome? By the blood of the Lamb. And the word of our testimony. I want you to remember that because you're going to find yourself struggling and in a place where you're trying to overcome. And I want that to click on inside and say, oh, I know how to overcome. The blood of the lamb. I got to rest on Jesus. I got to trust in Jesus. The blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I got to tell people what God has done for me. I got to tell myself sometimes. I got to sit in the mirror sometimes and say, hey, stupid, stop, stop acting that way. You know what God's done for you. So, okay, so now, but forgive me if you've heard me share this testimony, my testimony, my life, but I'm going to overcome by the word of my testimony, amen? Because you see, I once was lost, but now I'm not only found, I'm holding the light for others to find their way too. Come on, I want that to be your testimony. And so that's what I really felt called to do today, and that was the intro, so now we're going to get started. I want to shine a light on some things. I want to expose some areas of confusion and doubt. Uh, I've had some personal experiences, so I'm going to share some things from my life, not just what I've read. 
And I'm going to overcome by the word of my testimony. I'm going to pull you some of you over the mountain with me. Amen. Okay, so I grew up in Catholic school. I went to Catholic school year grade one through grade eight. I did the whole altar, altar boy thing. Any altar boys in here? Were they altar girls? I don't know. There was? No, only altar boys. Yes, there are altar girls. Okay. I, I don't remember. Yeah, altar girls. Okay. So I did the whole altar boy thing. I was happy when somebody died because I got to get out of math class. You know, you know the feeling. You know the feeling. I was like, yes. I'm out of math class. I get to go get out of class and go sit in the cemetery in the funeral. All right. So, so you know, my, we, we went to church pretty regularly as far as I can remember. My mom took me to church and my friend's mom. And, and, and what that planted in me was the thought that men don't have to go to church. Fathers, your actions are preaching to your kids and they're preaching loudly. If it's only women in here, there's a problem. Okay, I'll leave that alone. So, but for me, growing up, church was lifeless to me. Church was just something we did. It was 45 minutes, and that was 43 minutes too long. And, 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 and you know, for me, even though I knew most of what they were going to say, and anybody had this experience, you knew the whole mass. I could recite even the Latin. I'll be in there. I knew it. You, you, you just know it because it's repetition. And I'm not making fun. I'm saying this is me. This is me. I'm not making fun, please. Okay, I'm saying this is me. This is how I saw it, you know. I knew everything that they were going to say. I knew everything that was going to... But listen, even though I knew what they were going to say, it had no meaning to me. So allow me to shine a light on that. I'm going to show you how to catch a thief. Some of you, let me give you a disclaimer, some of you might have some strong ties still to that religious system. There's no doubt that you have family members who have strong ties. There might be a lot of that which has spilled over into your walk with God today. Please understand, as I shine a light on these world religions, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm not judging. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to purposefully offend anyone. But I need to be diligent in these matters, like the word says. And I need to point these things out to the brothers and sisters in order to be a good minister. Amen? Is that okay? So you know my heart. We don't have the time to go into each and everything place where we can catch a thief in the Roman Catholic Church. But I'm going to give you a couple that you can research on your own. You can check it out. You can stand and you can see. And then you can come to your own conclusions. Amen? Okay. Roman Catholic Church. Is there any truth in it? Yes. Yes. Catholics believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They believe in the deity of Christ. They believe that Jesus is Lord. Do, do they, they believe in the sinlessness of Jesus, that he came, that he was crucified for our sins, and that he became our sacrifice. So it's all good, right? Wait. We got to put the light on. The problem comes when, <clears throat> and we'll see this in many religions, the problem comes not just in what you choose to believe, but in what you add to what you believe. When you read the catechism, that's the paper that the Vatican puts out and and has out, and and they've done it. The Second Vatican Council wrote uh, uh, the, the last one. When you read the catechism, it's a paper of the principles of the Roman Catholic Church and what they believe in and what they stand on. And it's held on the same value as Scripture. 
which is a problem. Here's where we get all the extras. And so I'm going to shine a light on some of the extras that are not from the Bible. That's the, the key part. Okay? The, the Roman Catholic Church believes in the Apocrypha. It's a whole nother set of books. The Maccabees, 1st and 2nd Maccabees, Tobias, they believe in a whole nother set of books that were not put into the Bible, that were not considered canon, that were not considered um, um, inspired. They had this whole nother set of books. Okay. They believe in salvation through baptism. They baptize infants, and they believe that when an infant is baptized, he's saved. His sins are forgiven. But his sins are forgiven only up until that point, which he's an infant. So how many sins has he had so far? He only has the sin that we were born into, that we were born sinful, like Adam, right? But how much damage has this infant done so far? How many lies has he told? How many things has he stole? How many times has he lusted? How many times has... He's an infant, right? Okay, so we're baptized. Understand, not biblical, not in the Bible. So salvation through baptism. They've, they've added the sacraments. If you do not perform all the sacraments, baptism, penance, confirmation. By the way, I've done all of those. Confirmation, and there's a bunch of others. If you do not perform all the sacraments, you will not see heaven. They believe in purgatory. Purgatory is a dangerous doctrine that makes the cross of Christ insufficient by requiring the person to undergo suffering in order to be made worthy before God. I want you to understand this because, uh, again, listen, a lot of us Hispanics, we grew up Catholic. And to us, it's just who we are. Every Hispanic that doesn't even ever go to church, what are you? I'm a Catholic. <laughs> right? When's the last time you went to church? But we Catholics, yo. I got a rosary. Right? Right? We Catholics. We're going to get there. So, the purgatory. Purgatory is a doctrine that says when you die, you have to suffer in a place. And those of us that are here, we can pray you through that suffering. What's the problem with that? What are we saying? Jesus isn't sufficient. Jesus didn't have to die. The cross does nothing. We still have to pray you through. Do, do, you, do you see the danger in purgatory? What's the danger also? That means you could be anybody you want. As long as you got enough family praying you through, you're going to get in. So you're going to be the only derelict in heaven. Living, You could do whatever you want, right? Because you got prayed in. You, you cheated. Do, do, you, do you see the danger, the danger in that doctrine? Okay, study it for yourselves. They believe in prayer to marry. This is a problem. This is a problem. Please don't be offended. Don't be hurt. Just receive it and say, listen, I don't want to believe it. I believe it. Whatever. You study. You do your due diligence. Amen? Is that, is that cool? Okay. So the, the thought that you need to pray, to this is the belief system. You pray to get to Jesus, you pray through Mary. So the only way to get to Jesus is through Mary. The only way to get to God is through Jesus. So they've added a step. Do you understand? Jesus said, I'm the gate. Anybody comes through me, they're saved. The Catholic Church puts another one in front and says, I'm Mary. Anybody comes to me, comes to him, then they're saved. You added a step. That's man-made step. Dangerous. Say dangerous. Listen to the prayer. And we've all said it. 
Hail Mary. What does hail mean? Hail is you're calling somebody out. You're calling somebody. You're summoning somebody. Hail Mary, full of grace. How come we never saw that before? You probably never saw that before, right? How come you never saw and, and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Mary's not full of grace. Grace comes from who? Grace comes from the Father. Grace comes from Jesus. Grace doesn't come from Mary. Mary can't do nothing for me. So why am I saying, hail, calling the dead woman, calling, I'm summoning the dead, and saying, full, you who are full of grace. Now understand, that goes against everything in the Old Testament because you can't call a dead lady and pray to her. That's consulting with the dead. That's necromancy. That's, that's, uh, voodoo, that's witchcraft, which the Bible says is wicked and wrong. So we can't do that. So, so, so there's a problem with that. You wrestle with that if you... Prayer to the saints. Again, this is an extra. The Roman Catholic Church has the patron saint of everything. There's a patron saint for feedback. There's a patron saint for vitamin water. There's a patron saint for driving, for protection, for miracles. And, and understand the problem with that. Listen, I'm not making fun. This is so serious. I'm not being disrespectful. This is so serious. Because what we're saying is, I, I, I want to get to God. I, I want my prayers to get to God. But if it's in this area, then I have to pray to this. If it's healing, I ought to pray to St. Lazarus. And if I pray to Lazarus, Lazarus can get me to Mary. And if I pray to Mary, Mary can get me to Jesus. And if I pray to Jesus, Jesus can finally get my prayer to God. And hopefully by the time it gets through all the dead people, Hopefully it's not too late. Do you see the danger in that? Am I helping anybody? I mean, is this all right? What's the problem with adding more? I'm going to get into how Santeria connects to Catholicism, but that's next week. Because you need to hear that. That'll blow your mind. This is crazy. Some of you can be scared next week. But God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power. Amen? All right. So don't, you know, he's a puny little devil. Don't be, don't, be, don't be scared. So what's the problem with adding more? The more requirements that we add for salvation, the more we cheapen the gospel. The more you say Jesus' sacrifice wasn't enough. They believe in a system of works so that you get saved by what you do and what others do for you. So basically, you do it. Others do it for you. It's nothing that God did. It's nothing that Jesus did. It's all what we did. So we can brag. So we can boast. I did it. I'm a good Catholic. I'm a good Christian. So then, in reality, you don't need the cross because you can make it on your own. You, you can't understand. And this is the problem. You, we can't need Jesus and something else. Ay, ay, ay. If, if, if we're saying that you can pray people out of purgatory or penance or confirm people into salvation, then we don't need Jesus. What's the problem with that? The thief has slipped in and he's added rules. The thief has slipped in to something that was probably good and he's added ritual. He's added works. And that's what the thief does. That's what the thief does. He's never changed his method. He's never changed his stripes. What's the first thing the thief did when he, the first dialogue with humans, what did he tell Eve? Did God say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? What did he do? He added. He added. That's what the enemy does. He adds. 
He adds to what God says. And so, and, and so he added. So that's, he's still doing the same thing. Amen? What's the truth behind everything I just shared with you? We're justified through faith in Jesus, the word says, Romans 3.26. Man isn't justified through works. No one is justified by observing the law, Galatians 2.16. That's what the word says. For it is by grace that you've been saved, through faith. It is not from yourselves. It's a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast, Ephesians 2.8. Do you see the truth when you contrast? Come on. Back to my story. By the time I left the eighth grade, I was damaged already, man. I had too many hurt feelings in grade school. It made me a hurter of feelings in high school. I thought I was a puppy chooch. <laughs> and so I didn't care about anybody. I just, you read between the lines. I just go for mine wherever I wanted it and got it however I wanted it and did whatever I wanted to do. But it was empty. I, felt, I always felt like I was different. I always felt like nobody understands me. Nobody knows what I'm going. I'm different. I felt like I, you know, I was so spiritually dark and so lost. I wanted some kind of connection with God. But if the priest in the black clothes and the white robe who never said hi to me, who never talked to me, who never, who never put his hand on me, who never cracked a smile, if he was a picture of what it meant to be godly, I didn't want that. I wanted more, Right? I thought, if, if, if there's something to this spirituality, to this existence, I want more. And I remember I started researching religions. And now remember, I'm old. There was no internet when I was a teenager. If some of you were standing, you would have fallen down. Like, no internet? You're kidding me. How in the world did you survive? Isn't that crazy? Come on, anybody of my age and beyond? Isn't it crazy we didn't have internet? No internet, like. <laughs> Let's just have a moment. I know you guys are hurting for us right now. Like, how'd you Google anything? There's no Google. <laughs> There's no Google. My mom bought a World Book Encyclopedia. Come on, who had one of those? <laughs> boring a book we had a hundred books in the house I probably cracked two of them and that's only because you know research for school you had to do a paper or whatever so you copied everything right out of the world book encyclopedia because there was no internet so the teacher couldn't check it out see I was a derelict man so 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 listen I didn't like reading much and so what I did like I like to talk to people so I used to talk to people about their religions. And I wanted to get information from people because I wanted to find out about religion. I didn't have Google, so I wanted to talk to people. And so <laughs> my, my babysitters were Jehovah Witnesses. Still to this day, one of my mother's best friends, she's a Jehovah Witness. And, and so they were our next door neighbors and they always took care of me. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. I loved them. They, they cared for me like I was their own. But even at a young age, I knew something was wrong here. I knew something was missing. And there were beautiful people with loving hearts, but I didn't see God in their legalism. And the truth is, they didn't see it either because none of them, except for the mom, continued in the faith after their 20s. The three, two sons and a, and a, and a, and a daughter, none of them continued on after their 20s. See, legalism gets hard to bear. 
It gets hard to keep up with. Legalism is hard. After a couple of years, it wears you down. And after a couple of years, you say, you know what? I, I'm not acceptable to God, and I'm never going to be acceptable to God because I can't make myself acceptable to God no matter how hard I try. I go to five studies a week. So in case, here we go, let's shed a light, amen? You ready to break this one out? In case you've let them in to talk to you and they've painted this pretty Christian picture of God that makes sense, and you're thinking about things and reading stuff that they left behind, let's catch a thief in the Jehovah Witness organization. Are they Christians? Based on what they believe, I have to say absolutely not. Absolutely not. Are we clear? Okay, here's just some of the things. I don't have time. Like this one, we could do three weeks. There is no, there's so much, but let's just get a couple of the big ones. There's no, there's only God is Jehovah. There's no, Jesus is not a, there's no deity in Jesus. Jesus, as a matter of fact, is the archangel Michael come down in the flesh. Where'd you pull that from? Eh, just pull it out from someplace. He's uh, Michael. Gabriel. Uh, okay, so he's the, he's the arch, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make fun, it's just, I don't understand how people could, could believe this stuff, right? So, so, there's no deity in Jesus Christ, there's no Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not active, the Holy Spirit is just a force, like Star Wars. It's a force, it's not alive, it's not the comforter, it's not the, the one that guides us, it's not the one that fills us, it's not the one that leads us, it's not the one that comforts us, and, no, it's just a force right so so jesus is not god he's the archangel michael in the press the watchtower organization is the only vessel that can hear from god but they criticize the vatican who says that they're the only vessel that can hear from god crazy they go to as many as once you once you're in you go to as many as five bible studies a week and where they worldwide are given the material to study Understand this. This is crazy. And I know because I, I had a guy that worked for me. Great relationship back uh, when I was doing at, at another job. And every day we would work. I would help him with his talks. And, and, and I would always say, man, I'd love to come listen to you. I'll come hear you. But you got to promise you come hear me. Amen. And so we would. And he'd be like, man, I would love to, but I can't. You know, we had a really great relationship, but he said, I just can't. And so check this out. Do you know that every talk, they call them talks, not sermons, every talk that they have has been given to them on paper. So everywhere in the world, in the organization, they're all hearing the same exact sermon at the same exact time. You're talking about mind control and brainwashing. So check this out. They give them, so, so I asked them, but so if they give you the talk, why are you always preparing? He says, well, we can add our own um, illustrations into the talk. You know, so that way you can make it a little more real. So they're saying, this is what you got to preach. You can paint it your color, but this is what you better be preaching. And they're all assessed on, on the entire talk. There's an assessment. They're given five-minute talks, 15-minute talks, and the half-hour talks. And so you graduate to those talks. Somebody say, that's a lot of talking. Okay, anyway. So every sermon is already written for them. It, it's a total mind control. Um, it, 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 they, they, their doctrine is works over grace. You have to earn. You have to put in a certain amount of hours to be considered who, you know, to be considered Jehovah, a, a witness. You have to put in a certain amount of hours. You earn your salvation through works. It was started by an 18-year-old, Charles Taze Russell. 
who had a problem with, this, with the, the doctrine of hell. And so, by the way, they don't believe in hell. There is no hell. Isn't that great? I mean, you know, if you don't believe in it, it's still there. <laughs> Live your life not believing in it. Knock yourself out. But what if it's still there when you get to the end? There's a problem, right? Okay, so he, you know, he had, so he had this revelation. And so he, one man, one kid, 18 years old, he started this. So it turned into the Watchtower organization. It turned into this, everything that it is now. There's only, here's another doctrine of this. Only 144,000 can be born again and go to heaven. Only 144,000 can take communion and meet Jesus. So you can devote your whole life to Jesus. You can live your whole existence, put in 40, 50 hours a week witnessing, canvassing areas, speaking, handing out tracts to raise money for the doctor, the watchtower. You can do all that. And at your, at your greatest accomplishment, you're still not going to meet Jesus. Because by now, 144,000 got to be filled, don't you think? I would think, right, a long time ago, 144,000 were filled up. Okay, so listen, any truth that you can find in the Watchtower organization has been altered. Like many cults, the witnesses have taken the Bible and altered the text. Do you know they took our Bible, regular, you know, regular Bible that everybody uses, they took that Bible and they made their own translation. It's called the New World Translation. New World Translation. Let's take a look, take a peek at their book of John. The book of John, our says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And later on it says, and the Word became flesh. So what is that saying? That Jesus, because who became flesh was Jesus. So it's saying that Jesus is the Word, and Jesus is God. Because in the beginning was God, and the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So that goes against their whole doctrine. So how do you, what, do, what do we do with that? We add one letter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. So what does that make them? If they're still worshiping Jesus, that makes them polytheistic. They worship more than one God. That goes against everything in the Old Testament. God said, you will have no other gods before me. See, you can't. The Word of God is alive and active. You change one little thing, it's going to cause a ripple effect. Because it's alive. It's going to come back and bite you. Amen? So they believe in Jesus for their salvation, but they don't believe Jesus is God. It makes them, it makes Jesus a lunatic because Jesus thought he was God. That, that bugs me out about the Mormons and the, I mean the, the Muslims and the, you can't believe Jesus as a prophet because if you read the New Testament, if you read everything that Jesus said, Jesus thought he was God. So you can't accept him and not accept who he is. Do, do, do you get it? Jesus said, I am the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. But wait a minute, the Old Testament, God said, I am the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. How many beginnings and ends can you have? How many Alphas and Omegas can you have? Somebody say problem. Right? You, you can't. You, you understand? You can't believe his teachings and not believe who he is. Then what, what, what I love to do when I'm debating, you know, when I don't like to get into it too much, but I, I used to. I used to like just go in with people that wanted to fight, you know. I don't waste that time. I don't have that time anymore. But I used to get in and I used to tell him, okay, like my, my Jehovah Witness friend, he'd say, no, but, but Jesus is not God. But Jesus is not God because look over here it says, I said, okay, so let's rip that part out the Bible. No, 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 you can't. You can't rip nothing out the Bible. I said, but we don't believe that, so let's take that out. I said, let's keep taking the parts out until we get to what we can believe in. And you know, it'll be like three pages. 
I mean, come on, you know. And they're like, no, no, you can't take out the word. I said, but you took out the word. I said, no, but you can't alter the word. I said, but you altered the word. The watchtower can do it. I can't do it. How come? And so, you know, we could, we could easily get into that. So they are polytheistic at best. The watchtower claims that they're the only ones who can hear from God. They condemn the Vatican for saying the same thing. In their many false, this is crazy. In their many false hearings from God, they claim the end of the world already five times. And you can say, oh, but there's Christians that claim the end of the world too. I said, yeah, but there were lunatics too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't, the body, the body of Christ should not. Right? But, but it's something when you say, this, this is the crazy part, when you say we're the only ones that can hear from God. And so they said in 1914, Armageddon is going to start. And 1914 came and they said, okay, um, let's, let's, no, 1917 we meant. 1917, the end of the world is going to happen. Armageddon is going to begin. Okay, it didn't happen. No, 1918, that was the third prediction. No, it was 1918. Well, 1918 came and went, nothing happened. No, why? What's so special about 1925? And, and they have all these articles in the Watchtower. What's so special about 1925? That's the coming. Then that didn't happen. And so now notice they're, they're making bigger gaps. So now the next prophecy is 1975. They said, let's give it 25 years. So at least we can hang and not be wrong for another 25 years. So the last one was 1975. 1975, God didn't come. So what did they say? God, no, no, we were wrong. This is the, things are getting brighter now. It did happen in 1914, like we said in the beginning. Jesus came back 1914, but he was invisible. That's, read it, research, that's what it says. He did come back 1914. We were right, but he came back invisible. If this was a joke, it'd be good material, but it's not a joke. Right? It's not a joke. This is serious. This is, this is what's behind this organization. Understand, most cults, even those that say they're biblical, they don't study the Bible. They study material to defend what they believe in. Some totally different. I hate when people tell me, oh, no, the Jehovah, I don't mess with Jehovah's Witness because they know their word. No, they do not. They know the Watchtower Doctrine. They don't know their word. Hit them with the word. They'll go, hold on. And they'll call the mentor. I've, I've had them go three and four levels up high to come get me. Because they, they got to go to the mentor. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, let me find out. Oh, no, but what you're saying, and then they want to go a different route. I say, no, 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 let's go. Stay right here. What happened here? In the beginning was the word, the word was a God. Let's stay here. No, no, no. But if you go, I say, okay, fine. But either we stay here or we rip this part out. We got to rip John out then. Let's get rid of the book of John. Maybe the book of John is bad. No, we can't rip out the book of John. Then we have to take what it says. Amen? So they study their material. They can defend what they believe. It's indoctrination. It's mind control. And it's through constant study and repetition. Family, let's, let's break this down. Listen, we live in such a pluralistic society. That we think we can serve all this other stuff as long as we add God. We think we can add, we can serve God and add all this other stuff. We can worship God and we can worship the saints. Because it's all good. They worship God. We worship them. We worship God. We can add the saints. We can worship God and we can worship Mary. I mean, come on. She's the mother of God. Come on. She got to get some street cred for that. Right? She's amazing. Yes, she's an amazing woman. Amen. But she's dead. You're praying to dead people. That's a problem. We can worship God and we can trust in our horoscopes. I don't want to go there because like six of you Facebooked that last week. 
You can't be a Christian in a Capricorn. Pastor George, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. It's serious. It's serious. You want to listen to what a star tells you. I listen to what the creator of the stars tell me. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we think we can worship God and we can still see psychics and we can still see mediums and we can still get our palms read. Oh, that's fun. It's only $5. Do you understand that every time you step out of God's thing and into something else, you're opening a door to the demonic, you're opening a door in the supernatural, and it's a door that will, will remain open until you shut it. You want to be scared? Be scared about that. Because when you're on your, in Christ, you don't have to be scared of anything. In Jesus, you don't have to be scared of anything. I tell them all the time, they can have all the brujos and brujas and, and palomayombas, all of them. They can kill chickens all over my backyard. I don't care. I eat them. I'll make a barbecue. I call my friends. I said, listen, they got like 10 chickens in my backyard. Bring the sauce. In Christ, you don't have to be scared of anything. When you're messing with stuff, when you have God and other things, you will be tormented. You will be confused. You will be attacked. You will be, you, you, you're going to struggle. You're going to be afraid. We can't have God and add everything else. Because the problem with that is God doesn't think that way. He made it clear. God said, you have no other gods before me. And then some people look at that and say, man, I don't want to worship a God that's so insecure. I've heard that. Because the word says, God, God says, I'm a jealous God. And I've heard people say, I don't want to worship a jealous God. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't care what you like. God, God, that's not for him. That's for us. He doesn't want us to worship other gods because it's for us. He, he, we're not doing nothing for him when we worship him. We're not, you understand, we're not adding value to God. We're not, we're not going to hold him up. We're not going to, no. It's for us. He doesn't want us to serve other gods because we'll be messed up. Because the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he says, I came that you might have life and have it to the fullest. You want a full life, serve me. Next week, I want to talk to you about Mormons. I want to talk to you about Islam. I want to talk to you about Seventh-day Adventists. I want to talk to you about yoga. Yoga? Well, yoga is an exercise. How many, how many, how many of you know that, that yoga is very spiritual? How many of you know that yoga was practiced by the Hindus to invoke God? How, well, that's next week. I'll, I'll get into that. That's crazy. You have Christians who want to do yoga? Yeah, go ahead and knock yourself out, but you're invoking all the Hindu gods. Have fun. I want to share with you next week my personal, my personal experience. I want to share with you next week my personal experience with Espiritismo and Santeria. I served as a spirit medium for a year. A full year I was in that church, in that darkness, praying. I prayed the entire year, God, if this is not what you want me to do, God, you know my heart. You know I'm only doing this because I want to help people. And so, God, you know my heart. I'm only here because they told me I have gifts. Because they told me that you've equipped me to do this. And so, God, I want to do this. If this is what you want me to do, I want to do this. And I did it for a full year before God let me out. I was mad about that, but I, I'm going to testify about that next week. But church, let's close with this. Worship team, you could come. Somebody got happy. I said, let's close. They're like, woo! 
<laughs> Praise God, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Listen, church, the most beautiful story ever told is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the most beautiful story ever told. Jesus did not come to start a religion. He came to end one. Ah, oh, can you just take a deep breath? Jesus did not come to start a religion. He came to end one. The word of God tells us God created the heavens and the earth. He created this perfect paradise. Then he created man, male and female. Praise God. <laughs> Come on, fellas. You should have amened a little louder. If it was just us up in there, that wouldn't be no fun. He created male and female. He provided everything we ever needed. He said, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, eat and have sex. I think I'm joking, but he's a good God. Amen? Come on. Come on. He provided everything we ever needed. There was no religion. There was fellowship with God. Do you understand? There was no religion in paradise. You're like, what? Wasn't there Christianity? No, there was no religion in paradise. We just had fellowship with God. We walked with God in the afternoon. We talked with God in the evening. We just walked. We heard the footsteps of the Lord and he walked and we said, oh, God, Father, Abba. There was fellowship with God. There was no religion. He gave us then the choice to serve him. Man believed the lie, fell, and was separated from God. Man created religion to get himself back to God. First religion was the religion of fig leaves. It was a religion of leaves, of covering. We covered ourselves because we were naked and unashamed. And so we thought if we covered ourselves, then we can stand before God. And God said, that covering is not good. That covering is not enough for you to stand in my presence. There must be bloodshed. And so he killed animals and made clothes for them. He provided a covering. And so God chose to not leave us separated. And once again, he provided everything we needed to get back to him in Jesus. He paid the price. He provided the, his own sacrifice. Not so that we would be religious, not so that we would be controlled or manipulated, but so that we could once again love him and have that fellowship with God. That we would feel him in the afternoon. That we would hear him and hear his footsteps in the evening and say, God has come to talk with us. So here's the challenge I want to present to you today. If you're, if you're done with religion, if you're done trying to make yourself better, one of the biggest sections in any bookstore is the self-help section. If you're done with self-help, if you're tired and exhausted and of trying to keep the rules, trying to be good, trying to do the right things, trying to stop the wrong things, trying to break this, and do, if you're tired of all that, would you just let go of all the extra today? 
Would you say, God, I don't want to carry all the extra anymore. I just want you. If that's you, would you just stand? God, I don't want all the extra anymore. I'm tired of trying to be good. I'm trying to trying and failing and stopping and starting and, and going back and going back. I just want to be in you, God. I just want to be in you. If there's, if there's a way that I can do that, God, then that's what I want. And then let, let that be your prayer today. If there is a way, God, that I can do that, that I can just be in you, then I want that. And understand, that's not an existence. That's not a consciousness. That's not a some mind trick. That's saying, God, I let go of everything else. I just want you. I don't want religion. I don't want Christianity. I want to be a Jesus people. I just want to be those people of you. I want to be the people in the, in the garden that just listen to you, that just walk with you. I want to be that person that you provided for. I just want to be provided for. I just want to be cared for. If that's you, would you, would you stand? I just want to be cared for. I just want to be looked after by God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you're ready to lose your religion, would you just come? Let's just come forward and get rid of Let's lose our religion, man. Let's just come forward and love on God as we worship. Come on.